If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Welcome to another episode of the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. My name is Claire Hill. I'm the founder of the Vivid Club membership, self-belief coach and business mentor and a wire artist. Um, I have the amazing Daniel Bland on this episode today and I am really embarrassed. So I don't know whether you will hear, but I was really nervous recording this episode. I've been following Daniel for a very long time on Instagram and really like have a huge amount of respect for the work he does. He's an amazing artist and he's talking about the new wallpaper collection that he's releasing soon as well. And I was just all over the place in this interview. Um, so I apologise, but there's some really good, fantastic things. Saying that though, it's probably my imposter syndrome talking um, and the interview you went really well but um I haven't had a chance to listen back to it I hope you really enjoy it he's really inspiring through how he's um created his business and the people he's worked with and being on interior design masters as well so um yeah definitely let Daniel know if you listen to the episode and I hope you enjoy it good afternoon Daniel welcome to the no rest for the vivid podcast thank you for having me (laughs) thank you for coming on I've just been going all funny I like I actually feel nervous about this one because we've been on my wish list for a while and so now I feel like a complete knob but I'll settle down in a minute um (laughs) the pressure's on (laughs) the pressure is on um but yeah thank you so much for coming on for people that don't know you and don't follow you um who are you and what do you do um, I am Daniel Bland of Bland Design, um, it's on my socials. I am an artist and specialist decorator is kind of the umbrella term I give myself because I do a lot of, well, ridiculous decorating, mural painting, gold leaf ceilings, so it doesn't really fit in a box, but that's the gist of it, really. Um, and do you, I found you because we've got um, one of my friends that I used to go to school with, so I've known her for a ridiculous amount of years, Mel. She spoke about you on her Instagram, but I also knew about you before that because of Joe um, Hardcastle, Joanne Hardcastle with the copper leaf stairs that she did, that she was inspired by you <laughs> doing. Um, and she supported me when right back in the day when I was first starting out on Instagram with Vivid Wire and my, I made her something in copper in words that have gone next to the stairs that were inspired by you so I knew yeah, about you so them. actually <laughs> you know when I said I was following you like 18 months ago it's not it's like three years then oh, maybe it was gosh <laughs> yeah because that's when she did the stairs like over three years ago it was before just before Covid she did um Joe did those stairs Oh, God, that's scary. Yeah, I know, isn't it? (laughs) Crazy. So I've known about you for ages and just been really inspired by your, from my point of view, how I view it is that your your bravery and the scope of like the scale of some of the stuff that you've done, um, because I can't fathom, some of the bits that you've done are so massive. I can't fathom it. Like it blows my mind. So that's where I think I'm just in awe of you a little bit. But I'm so interested to know, like, how it all began. Like, what's the business love story? God, um, I mean, it's not been that, oh, well, you say three years ago that you first saw me. It's about that long that I've been doing stuff, really. Yeah. Um, which doesn't feel that long, considering where it's, like, come to now. But I suppose, um, well, initially, it was when I moved to the house I'm in now, when I started 
sort of having a bit more fun with interior projects and sort of showing my style. Um, but the first thing I actually sort of started selling, I don't know if you remember, like the chunky knit blankets, like arm knitting. I got like, yeah, I know it's ridiculous. I've deleted all those posts now, like I've hugged them all. <laughs> but yeah, I like got into that as a hobby thing and was like, I'm going to try and make a bit of money. Um, but then it first took over like my house stuff rather than that sort of thing. Um, the first sort of like businessy side where I started to like think, oh, maybe I should like start this as a proper business was when I was trying to update my kitchen. Um, cause I really wanted to get like cool brass worktops looking at like Devol kitchens that I absolutely can't afford. Mm. Um, and managed to find like a fabricating place that does like brass plating. Um, and they totally copped up my order, sent me stainless steel, a huge big thing that, that happened with them. But I ended up being like, sort of, I'm going to play around, order some gold leaf, see what I can do. Um, and ended up like using imitation gold leaf and resin on my worktops. And that was like my first, not not viral thing by any means, but like it was huge for me at the time. I was like, oh my God, this post has had like a few hundred likes. I'm nobody. What is this? And people asking like, how much is that? Where do you get it done? Can you do it? And that sort of like, oh, fake it till I make it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Just going from there, really. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And like, so you had... Those worktops, they were you did you go gold, gold leaf and then you just resins over, over the top and then yeah. all of the and that's progressed into like you do these massive you did a massive table recently like it was huge tables, wasn't it? In yeah. is that a workshop that you did that in? The big yeah, I did have a workshop for I think it was maybe two years. Um but I actually gave it up a, a few months ago because the lovely landlord decided to basically double the rent. Oh, and yeah. because I am sort of doing more murals and artwork things now, I don't need the big workshop to do giant tables because I'm not really doing them as much. Mm. Um, I've got my garage at home that I can do like one sort of commission at a time in there, which is fine because that's what I'm sort of happy with doing. But yeah, sort of like, to, I suppose rolling with the business really knowing when to make those judgments. It felt like a bit of a failure giving up the workshop, but it really didn't make sense to keep it on like at that point. And I feel a lot less stressed not having it now, thinking like I need to make enough money from stuff that I'm doing in the workshop to justify the cost. Yeah. Now it's not there anymore. So I don't have that additional overhead. It's scary when you're a business owner and you're thinking like, like sometimes the energy isn't just right in an area and it's quite scary to get rid of it because you think, but what if, you know, you did get a great big commission, then you wouldn't be able to fit it anywhere else or like, you know, but then when you actually cut it out, that energy's gone. And then you're like, oh, I've got loads more energy to like focus on other things. Yeah, that was exactly it. Yeah, no, it was a huge like shift, but exactly the right thing to do for me. Oh, mate. So what did you do before all of this? Like before even the knitted blankets? <laughs> um uh, I mean, straight from school, I, I did like A-levels and did art, but never went to uni because it just felt like I'm not going to get a good paying job straight away from doing art at uni, sort of looking into it more. Um, so I went working in retail, uh, worked at my local pets at home, ended up a manager and well, was just there the whole time. And luckily, when I was able to like start making some money from the business, I could cut down my hours there gradually rather than having to do like the big jump and like the really scary thing I managed to like straddle it, which was horribly exhausting basically working seven days a week for months and months um while it was establishing itself but I'm lucky to have that because I don't think I would have had the like walls to jump into it <laughs> yeah yeah it's scary it's scary shit it is <laughs> scary shit but that's so working in retail and then becoming because it's it's such a I suppose for you like 
it's just a totally massively different world to be then like working in pets at home and then be on interior design masters and have all of this viral stuff on Instagram. It's like completely worlds away from each other. Was that like, (laughs) is, is that hard to, or how does that work in your mindset? Cause I just, I went from teaching to, gradually I mean I'm not even viral or anything like that so it's quite easier easy for me I haven't been (laughs) I'm just on Instagram but for you how did you was it something that you had to cope with or it was just like shit this is actually happening yeah I mean the whole time even still now it's things just keep blindsiding me like oh my god what is this like why me what (laughs) so I don't think it's something that I'll get used to like the imposter syndrome it's real <laughs> yeah 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 I'm doing um I'm a course on imposter syndrome soon actually for my other business because I'm oh <laughs> all about self-belief and imposter syndrome and how like you can get rid of it well not get rid of it but dim it down because it's I was gonna say yeah I think it like not helps me but that fear of it going wrong and not being good enough is kind of what spurs me on to be like right what's the next level to make sure I don't fail because I'm an imposter. <laughs> that yeah. sounds really unhealthy, but I sort of use it in a good way, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because then it makes you better at the job that you're doing because you're like, oh, I'm doubting myself because that's not right. But then you work on it because you want it to be better. Yeah. I mean, if you think you're like the best person at it, you're, <laughs> well, you're going to trip yourself up really, aren't you? If you're like, oh, I'm great. I don't need to try. <laughs> yeah. Complacency. It's not, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not good. I did this big piece for a hotel in Switzerland for the wire and it was like five meters by one and a half meters and I had to ship the thing and do it in sections and the imposter syndrome was almost crippling because I was like I was literally just in my tiny workspace doing it and having to map it all out and this is why I feel like when you do your big pieces I understand like the scale of how to and I've only done it once but it's oh it was hard work but when I broke it down, I would, the imposter syndrome was so crippling that I thought I, I was literally like I couldn't do it. I was like paralysed by it. And then working out, well, why do I feel like that about certain parts of it made me then, I turned it into questions to then go, oh, okay, I feel like that. So therefore I need to improve that bit. And I ended up creating a better piece of work. And actually some of the format of it and how I got it to Switzerland made me a better wire artist in all the other ways because I could, go oh well when I've got a big piece like that and now I'm not scared to make something you know really big because you can't get much bigger than five meters long you know what I mean (laughs) you're pushing it there yeah yeah yeah. where like if it's well with a big thing a mistake will be a big mistake as well but you either it goes well and you're like cool it worked and I know what I'm doing or it might go wrong and that's where you need to like resolve it and know what to do for next time so it's not a, a worry anymore yeah 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 exactly so next time then you're like oh but then something else will come and you'll be like well <laughs> I mean yeah there's always something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how like when you're doing these massive I was, I was thinking as well like that that most recent one of the doors and then behind it is like like an extra room or something isn't it oh yeah it's like a little home bar that they had well I say little it was like a huge room behind those doors um yeah they've got like a bar and like record not record studio what's the word where they've got like a record player and stuff behind there it's really cool like you must see the most amazing places to work in (laughs) yeah i'm like why am i allowed here i should be kicked out (laughs) it's 
quite phenomenal like the and it came from you scaled up like a smaller picture didn't you for that one was it yeah because that one was like quite abstract which isn't a huge amount of what I do really um I did like a, a draft piece that was obviously a lot smaller to give them something to like approve because normally I'll just do like a pencil sketch of like the thing if it's natural like drawing or painting or something not abstract um but yeah with the, the more abstract things I had to <laughs> test out what I was going to do because it is just like slap some of this here or do I like the shape of it move like adjusting it constantly to at least have some plan because yeah when you scale it up sometimes the like proportions won't work yeah. in the space as well it's like it's one of the things you do have to just like wing it <laughs> which sounds really yeah. bad but it's having the like skill and practice of like being like that bit's wrong I'll change it that I think is something I've got good at <laughs> I don't want to like... <laughs> yeah 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 no you can't no yeah shout about <laughs> it you're good at it <laughs> And when you did your, um, so on the interior design masters, the first, like with uh, Siobhan, and you did the yeah. the cranes, um, I actually read an article about you talking about that. And when, and I watched it again, I had to like remind myself, because I think back then, I don't know if I knew, well, I knew you well, because it was like, what, well, yeah, I suppose a couple of years ago, I must have been following you, but not like put two and two together. But anyway, when you were doing the cranes in the article, you said like the scale of it, drawing from the small sketch to the big sketch under such pressure because I mean normally you're, you're just pottering away but there is no like calmness on the final of interior design masters oh, is there? that's an understatement yeah like that was the first time I'd done anything to do with tv as well so like first of all there's loads of waiting around before you can start doing things so I'm like quietly hyperventilating in the corner because I'm like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> but um yeah I've got the the sketch that I've done and with that one I I used a grid to scale it up to not save time because it takes ages to draw the grid but to sort of as a safety net of like everything's yeah. going to be in the right place because you can't mess up a grid that much and um, a lot of things are like freehand stuff but if it's something with a lot of detail like those birds and the placement of them um having the grid there like really helped me like not panic too much I still panic quite a lot but the the timing and stuff because I never know how long things are going to take that's the problem like yeah like for most jobs I'll give myself two or three days perhaps for mural things but sometimes I get it done really quickly and other times I'm like rushing and like perhaps need to add an extra day onto things but then when you've got cameras in your face and they're like telling you to stop every like hour because they need to like film something and you'll be in the way or even like because I was working quite quickly on it because I was like panic rush do as quick as I can because I don't know <laughs> if I'll get it done um the producers are like we need you to like stop doing that and leave some of it because um I suppose in inside inside secret they only have Alan for like the last day of the three days of filming so you oh. have to leave a load of stuff unfinished so that they can do day one filming with him and then you can finish stuff and then the end of the day he does like really? the next day filming yeah so it's, I mean all of the tv is fake um <laughs> oh wow so yeah, you cool. so you just wanted to get on with it and then you're just having to fin leave stuff unfinished so that they could do that part of the filming yeah literally is <laughs> I was just sat there like <laughs> oh my god that's, that's so stressful but obviously amazing but stressful oh, out, yeah <laughs> And how did that come about, that job? Um, I mean, I, I only knew Siobhan from, well, met through Instagram. 
And it wasn't that long before that, perhaps like a year or six months. Um, I'd done a gold leaf ceiling in her dressing room in her house um, and hadn't really like chatted that much since. And then because they only get like a week to plan their schemes, I just get like a message from her like, are you free next week? Because then I'm free to the final of Interior Design Masters and I want to do something on it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'll cancel everything and be there. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. And you literally yeah. just dropped everything. Well, you would, wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think I had to get like cover at work and was literally like, I'm not going to be here. So you need to sort something out. <laughs> wow. But no, that was a, um, that, that was another thing that like really pivoted with my business, I suppose, because I was, I think that was like the second mural that I'd done. Like her, the, the crane mural for Siobhan on Interior Design Masters was inspired by one that I'd done for one of my friends, Leanne. Um, it, hers was like more designed on the Gucci crane wallpaper. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But, but she wanted the gold sun with it, which is one of those like iconic things that goes with like the birds, like, you know, sort of traditional sense so we reworked it and did them in like my own style rather than the Gucci style for Siobhan's one to, to fit the space but after that and after that aired um I did like some prints for it which I'd not done many art prints before so I only got a few because it's like money to lay out and I I think the day I think it was like a Saturday so I had a lot of work at my retail job and I put them live and like done my little post for them and looked at my phone like on my lunch break and it was like all sold out and I was like I need to order more I'll mark them as like in stock again and like that was my first thing that like really hit and then from then I was getting like mural inquiries and I kind of just like the tables and worktops and stuff kind of like took a back seat and it was all like artwork based which I really enjoy because it's a lot more creative than making loads of gold rectangles um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I bet but then you do, do like it's, it's in Siobhan's as well when you've done the floor, the resin floor with the sun rays coming out and the marble. Yeah. God, I mean, that's pretty special, isn't it, that floor? That was fun. I mean, like, because the, for the resin stuff on my worktops when I was first doing that, I found, like, a local resin flooring course, um, just like some local guys that did their own thing, just to, like, learn how to not kill myself with the resin because it can be quite dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I did my worktops, but in that course, they taught us about flooring mostly so I think it was I think it was the first lockdown that was like my first like I have nothing to do let's make my bathroom ridiculous where like I did gilding on all the tiles in the shower so I've got my my golden shower and my marble resin floor that I did in there which I think was my first like viral thing because everyone was at home on their phones so yeah people were looking at stuff more anyway but like that got hundreds of thousands of views I think on TikTok it got like a couple million as well Oh, amazing. It was just like, what's going on? But, I mean, the, the resin floors, I've done a few of those, and Siobhan's one was sort of not based on that, but she knows I can do them, so why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the the thing with your bathroom, and I've seen that photo of you with your cat. What's your cat's name? Oh, Lord Mittens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like, do you know, though, I feel like when our pets are, like, featured on the Instagram part of the business, like, I've got my Skylar and Khaleesi, and they're always on Instagram somewhere. But anyway... When you've got your gold tiles, like how is it resin coated then? Because the water's going to get into it, isn't it? Obviously, it doesn't, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> when I look, I'm thinking, how does that work? I mean, it was a total experiment, to be fair. Um, it's not resin that I did on them because that would just like run down the wall. You need, oh, like, yeah, of a, course it was. A flat surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I had to use like all oil based products um, for the gilding and the varnishing because of the water side of things. 
Um, and I think I did like four coats of varnish in the end because I was like, this cannot get ruined. Um, and it's still going strong. There's so now the, the varnish is like all probably hardened because it was really thick. Um, you can literally scratch it with your fingers, and not that you would in the shower, but um, it, it's on there. Yeah, it's staying. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. It's just like it is kind of would gold leaf go on this? And then you literally, if it stays still, I'm like, I'm gonna stick something on it. <laughs> I love it. And how did you start using? Obviously, oh, you used the like it was just literally for your tabletops. Have you, had you used sorry kitchen tops? Had you used gold leaf before that? Um, no, not at all. Literally, I a little set of stuff off eBay. Um, played around on just like a spare bit of NDF that I've got or something, just like seeing what sticks and what I liked and then just got stuck in it's one of the things like it's my house if I mess it up I don't really care <laughs> I just I feel intimidated by it I've got really into I, I'm a really late comer to decorating it used to be sort of like make me heave because I was so bad at it and then now I've realized like it's the only time that my mind switches off when I'm trying to you know paint without masking tape when I'm trying to cut in and just keep my hands <laughs> It's that the literally the only time that my brain doesn't isn't thinking. Um, so I I feel like um you know feel a bit excited or maybe a bit brave to try it, but I feel so intimidated by. I don't know whether it maybe because it's it's gold and I think oh what a waste what if I get it wrong. I don't know. Well, just... As in like just using it in your house. It's Asian gold yeah. leaf. If you get like the rubbish stuff that's like made in China loosely, you can get on eBay. It's like five pounds or seven pound a, a pack of a hundred sheets. Like it's, oh, it's okay. really quite inexpensive. It's only when you're using like, well, real gold is maybe expensive, and like transfer gold, which is like maybe a lot more precise. But um, that's when it like racks up, and you will like <laughs> waste a lot of money if you mess it up. Um, but no, other than that, I mean, experiment with an old side table that you've got or something if you're that worried. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go for it. I might do. I feel like it's just. Yeah, I feel intimidated by it, but then think I should I should face the fear and just do it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's gold leaf. I was, I mean, to the point where I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. I looked at like doing a flying lesson today, so I feel right now more intimidated by doing gold leaf than flying an aeroplane. That's ridiculous. That's not right. I just told myself <laughs> I'm literally going to buy gold leaf as soon as we finish this and practice. <laughs> I've just realised how stupid that sounds. It's hilarious. Um, okay. I just had another question in my head then, and it's just gone about what was it about? No, it's gone. Gold leaf, aeroplanes. <laughs> what were we just talking about? It's getting really hot. I've had to it's melting today, and I've had to turn my fan off, obviously, because oh no, <laughs> I just remembered it's the you it's looking at your background now with the painting. Is that part of the room where you did the the aha like <laughs> yeah this is my like it's one of the spare bedrooms but i painted it black and white and it's like my little art, art studio and yeah it's still like totally black and white i mean i've got plants everywhere and loads of junk um but when i tidy it up it's really trippy <laughs> but yeah that's the one where i painted myself again a, a lockdown one where i had nothing better to do so i decided to paint my body <laughs> I just like everyone is listening. It's it's one of I think it's one of your top. <laughs> probably there, like what the hell? This is, it, but it it does trip you out because you're looking at it like you just you are the thing that I can't get around my head with it though is the fact that you it's stop motion. So you must have painted a bit, took a picture, painted a bit, took a picture. 
literally yeah i didn't even have a bluetooth like shutter button at that point because i really like i was using my like 10 pound ebay tripod and like nothing literally like because i was only just like starting to do instagram stuff properly um but yeah literally i'd mask and tape points on the had my tub of paint like out of shot and my phone on like time so i'd like paint a few inches of like my trousers hobble over to my phone push the, the shutter button hobble back quickly get in position let it take the picture another little bit and literally did that for like a few hours and then started panicking because the light started going and i was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> i got it done honestly i just it blows my mind like the commitment the commitment to that project is out of this work but i think that's what covid did to us <laughs> yeah i mean commitment to the level that um i, I literally was just using like emulsion paint on me because i had it and it's cheap um but it obviously dries and I could get the trousers off fine, but I had to cut the shirt off of myself because <laughs> I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> Dried and like partly stuck to my skin as well, which probably isn't very good. Um, but yeah, I still got it. But yeah, I had to cut the back down the back of it to get out of it. Oh God. <laughs> correct. Like, honestly, that is massive. It's, <laughs> it's like everyone's just got to go and watch that video because it, it blows your mind. And in the caption, I think you go like, no, honestly, this is not a filter. Like, oh but... God, the people that would comment a message and be like, "Oh my God, what app did you use for this? What filter is this?" I'm like, "I'm in that case, I'm painting myself. Sorry, can't help you." <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot help you create this. You've got to literally <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! So, big projects coming up. The big one coming, isn't there? What are you working on? Oh, a big stressful one. Yeah, um, I suppose it's like my biggest financial outlay, which is the thing that stresses me the most. Yeah. Um, my wallpaper collection, hopefully coming soon. I've been sampling it for like nearly a year probably at this point. But it's such like a whole industry that I have no experience in. So it's really hard to know anything. I mean, any business that you start is kind of like in the dark. But um, yeah, really excited because it's nearly, nearly, ready like one more run of samples they're all going to be on like a special foil paper which is one that one is really expensive so people don't really use it which is uh, but i also like i'm using a factory supplier that is like the end place in the uk that has like white ink printing so like on the foil paper you can block out areas to be opaque and then have other like the background metallic still so one of my designs is with a sort of William Morris inspired where it's got all like the leaves, the acanthus leaves um, that I've painted and photographed and like scanned in. And then the background sort of has the subtle squares of gilding and like the metallic gold and the copper version as well. And I'm really excited because I'm hopefully going to plan like launch events, which is also terrifying, like doing one in London and then one up in Leeds. It's all like all the Instagram friends really that like I want to, sort of get involved and obviously it's great marketing as well because hopefully they will help me by like showing their audiences it because I'm scared that I'll sell none but I'm putting it in my head that like it's one of the things where it won't sell loads straight away and I've got to build up the collection and like paint more designs and sort of establish it but if it does sell really well initially amazing and I can like quit my job and just sell wallpaper <laughs> I, I I really I can't see why people aren't going to buy it like it's going mean, it just... to be an expensive one, which is like annoying to be pricing in that like level, but like the cost price of it is so much. Like the cost price per roll is over a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it has to be. It is a thing, but it's still cheaper 
than hiring me or someone else gild a ceiling or a wall it's like a, a cheaper alternative for that as well which i think is missing in the market i've not seen any hopefully it goes well fingers crossed <laughs> I'm sure it will. And I think it is, I know a lot of the time for artists it is, and for any business owners, it, at the moment with the, the cost of living, et cetera, it's, it is quite difficult. But I find that people are just more careful with what they spend their money on. And I think when you've got a budget and you're like, right, I'm going to spend 500 pounds, like minimum 500 pounds on a room. Um, but you know that you're going to spend a few hundred pounds on the wallpaper and literally you don't have to do anything else. And you just have like one wall and then you just bring yeah. the colours out into accents around the room. Sounds like a bargain. You know, like it's people, I feel like, or oh, imagine if it was on your ceiling. Exactly. Like, I mean, hanging wallpaper on the ceiling is awful, but I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Do it quite a lot now. It's like, I mean, wallpaper's got quite trendy, I think. Or just at least like more, like it's not as scary. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I never used to see much of it, but people are really like, bam, wallpaper, pattern, colours. I'm like, just being braver with their interiors, really, because they're seeing examples of real people doing it as well. Like, yeah. again, through social media, like, the influencers or like a horrible word but like the people you follow that are DIYing things you're like maybe I could do that so it is yeah. sort of opening up a lot of things to people which is really nice yeah yeah and also not having to fit inside of that like it is your personality and like you say like we're, and we've showed like interior design masters and watching those influences like I'm so inspired by it we've got like a we, we're decorating at the moment and I love doing everything by budget as well and that's was inspired by mel like little terrace house where yeah. she did her whole kitchen for like 200 pounds or something and she did all of the doors herself and and i thought well if she can do it i can do it definitely 100 <laughs> percent. so i started doing it we had this budget of 200 pounds and i managed to do the whole kitchen because and obviously it took ages because we were refurbing i had loads of doors to do and stuff but actually when you sit back and i think god i did that all myself and then now we've got we've got like a utility outside toilet kind of thing not like an old victorian outside toilet but like it's part of the house but you, it's not part of the house but where my office is at the bottom of the garden i always use that bathroom so i was like let's just go crazy it's like the small space we can do whatever we want. So we've done it. I think our budget for that is like £100. It might even be less than that. So my husband's on Face Bay getting old taps and like old toilet, like no, no, not old toilet seats. We're getting a new toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, Use toilet seat. <laughs> um, but we, I, so I really like the idea of like some neon pinks. So we've gone for like pinks and neons, but then black and white. And he found all of the tiles on Facebook Marketplace for like really cheap. And we've got like black um, chalkboard walls and then we're going to have neon chalk pens. So when people go in there, because we've got a pub in the bottom of the garden as well, they can just write all oh, over wow. the walls. And we've got like loads of stickers, like Banksy stickers. It's just going to be covered. And it's like, who cares? And my mother-in-law said, oh, you don't want it to be too busy. As soon as I said neon pink, well, I don't want it to be too busy. I was like, no, that, that that's what it is. We we want it to be <laughs> the busiest room that you can think of. Yeah, I mean it is great. Like the the other thing I think that changed is like the mentality of people. One, if you're going to be in your house for a long time, like people aren't moving as much. Enjoy the space. There's a lot of rental friendly things you can do as well. But also like if you are like people are like oh you struggle to sell your house with it looking like that with all the stuff I've done, it's really not that hard to paint everything back white if you really need to. Yeah, like paint 
isn't that expensive if you're just getting like regular paint. Yeah, yeah. So do it like. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're going to fall in love with someone, like you say, like what? why do you want to live in a house for 10 years that you might, like all of those 10 years, and then you're gonna, not going to change it because you might not sell it at the end of 10 years or five years or whatever. You just want to enjoy the space while you're in it. Yeah, it's so boring to like think like that. <laughs> but yeah. there's still lots of people. I mean, like the troll comments online are <laughs> savage sometimes, which is, I, there's just like a back over, you don't care, like, you're not my customer or anyone that I interact with, so I have no value in your opinion, which I know it can affect people quite a lot, but I really don't give, <laughs> give an I've F. Never, I've never um, had a troll comment. I feel like I've not made it yet. Oh, yeah. Like, you need to go viral or something and get some haters and then you've made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you had a lot of com- of those kinds of comments then? Um, I really have, Facebook and TikTok is just like, I put your videos get sent out to like a lot of people that don't follow you a lot more than right. it does on Instagram so you're likely to it's likely to get shown to the people that are like this is disgusting yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like people have to tell me that everything I do is tacky because it's gold gold is for gypsies I'm Trump like oh <laughs> it's God. really funny <laughs> honestly <I have> never <laughs> associated you with Donald Trump <laughs> but now you said it I'm like oh yes yeah, <laughs> Worlds apart, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, it's just funny though. <laughs> it is funny, yeah. But you've got a good attitude with it. That's Thank you. Yeah, no, I try with that. <laughs> yeah. And so the wallpapers. When do you think the wallpaper is going to be ready? Then. Um. Uh, I mean, that's a good question. Really, I want to get all like the be done and like get some actual rooms done with it because. One of the other things with wallpaper, like obviously comparing to other, well, competitors and friends that uh, do wallpaper, lots of people Photoshop like wallpaper into like pictures of rooms because you can do that with like normal pattern wallpaper. But like with metallic wallpaper, you can't, like it has riffings and stuff that need to be shown. It's like I need real rooms basically to, to do it in. So that's going to take a little while. But uh, I agree. hopefully by the end of summer, I'll be like, get everything launched I feel like that's a good time like I don't want to push it into winter because and no one will really care about anything in winter I feel like everyone gets bored and doesn't want to do DIY anymore or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so exciting because like how did you like did you just find a manufacturer and just had you always had this idea of doing the wallpaper yeah I mean it I mean it sounds a bit I don't know if it's selfish or lazy or what, but um, my my thing was like I need something that's more passive because all the projects that I do are so time intensive mm. and just exhausting physically, like for my body and my brain, that I can't do this without either having to like double my prices and it just starts to feel a bit icky to me personally, um, or I need something else that I can still like design and do, but I don't have to physically do every single one of it. Yeah. Um, so like wallpaper was a natural progression but I can do like fabrics as well hopefully I do I've got like a local place to me that's made like my leaf cushions I don't know if you've seen that I did some paintings of leaves yeah and I did, made yeah. them into these really nice velvet um quilted cushions um but they can print like anything for me so I'll do, hopefully do some stuff with that as well I just want to like have fun and be able to be more creative on my terms because again like doing commissions for everything 
you are doing it to a customer's brief. You can't, I mean, sometimes people do whatever you want. I love everything you do, but sometimes people are really nitpicking. It's really like, ugh, I'm not enjoying this because it's not what I, I wanted to do, not my vision of it. And yeah. A bit more freedom with like being able to start doing more paintings of stuff that I can send to wallpapers and prints and things. It's a really exciting thought, so hopefully it works out. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see it. Like, I just think that it's those kinds of investments. If I was doing my front, do you know what? My front room is is up for decoration. So maybe I can persuade my husband. Like, well, to be fair, I get all of the freedom now. It used to be that we had to negotiate, <laughs> but now he understands I'm really good at like designing the stuff. I'm just not as good as doing the stuff. He's more in charge of that bit. I'll be like, look at this wallpaper. Isn't it amazing? I mean, imagine if we had that. It would be so cool. And then I might just buy it. No, honestly, like, I'm in the process of, like, scoping out people with rooms that I can basically use to, to photograph and do stuff in. So send me pictures of rooms you have in mind and I might be able to work something out. Like, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. totally scatterbrained with all of it. But, like, I'm really hoping that I can get, like, at least one of each wallpaper in rooms of, like, friends that I've made online like without having to well fork out loads for like studio spaces and then ripping it all down which is like a huge waste at least someone can enjoy it then and keep it um <laughs> that sounds so, really yeah. cool honestly send me some pictures of your rooms so it would be fun oh yeah I will I will this is the, I, <laughs> like um in my front room it's quite we've got like this really like deep roy um like like it's like a royal purple you know like the the darkest kind of purple but we've got it like on a couple yeah. of walls so it's all like really bits quite moody in there but not too moody so i think it would be like that's a, and it's a nice light in there in the sunshine in the morning the light is insane it's so good and we've already got copper stuff in there as well oh yeah there we go right, let's, we'll chat yeah. then <laughs> um so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, oh I've, i almost forgot to ask you the very important question that i ask everybody um, if you no, I always get this wrong as well. I'm all over the place today. Right. What do you know now that you wish you'd known 10 years ago? Um, I mean, 10 years ago, I'd have been 18, fresh out of school. Um, I mean, I'd probably say just, like, get anything out there. Like, basically, just start as soon as possible. Like, the, the, the thing that held me back for ages was, like, oh, I'll practice some more. I'll wait until things are better before I show anyone. Like, just start doing something even if it's not going to be what you end up doing like for example the knitted blanket it's like totally not what I'm doing now but it's just like just do something and then that sets you on the path where you might then discover this other thing that is the right thing but you need to like just take that first step as soon as possible it doesn't have to cost you money because I mean I started with just like buying this furniture from like second hand shops and stuff and like painting and practicing stuff like that yes do something even if you know it's not going to be the thing just do something get it started <laughs> get it started yeah I love that like you know what there's a quote about this isn't it you're not great you can't be great unless you start until you st what is it you, you know you don't have to be great when you start but you have to start to be great Zig Ziglar yeah that's probably a lot more concise way of my ramble here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he—I probably even said it wrong, but he's a bit of a joke. <laughs> I don't even think he's around anymore. But that kind of thing, I always think like we have this idea that we have to, like you say, have to be perfect. But perfection doesn't even exist. We're all perfectly imperfect, aren't we? Yeah, 
and so is everybody's mm, work I mean, time. Yeah. yeah, when it like well, comparison is like a dangerous thing, but also you can learn a lot from it. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm sure that those other people feel the same as like us, where we're like still kind of winging it. Like yeah. you just have to do it. Like it's like um, oh, another meaningful quote was that you don't have to see the whole staircase, just the first step. Yes. Like, just, just get going. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll never feel ready either. No, no one ever <laughs> feels ready when they get started. You just, like you say, you just got to like, oh, maybe one day. I don't think anybody's ever ready to run a business. Like it always feels, I was thinking this the other day as well, like imposter syndrome for people that are on Instagram and, and running their own business, I I believe is so loud because you're basically going for an interview every single day for a job that you've already got but you don't realise, your subconscious doesn't realise that because you're just constantly putting your stuff out there. So, like, yeah. you're going for it, you're basically going for an interview every day to check that you're okay for a job that you are already doing but doesn't technically exist because you're creating the job. Like, what a mess up. No wonder everyone's got imposter wow. syndrome. No, I've never thought of that, but I will now. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And I've got this other thing as well, just like, I'll end it here, but about the fact that if you believe that failure doesn't exist, because if you only think that you're winning or you're learning, then you failure doesn't exist. Therefore, what are you going to do more of if you if failure doesn't exist, if you're only going to learn from it? Yeah, no, if you've got that fear of, fear of failure. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. I just, it blew my mind the other day. So I was speaking to my father-in-law about it and I was like, but I literally am going for an interview every day oh, my God, I'm literally going for an interview every day. That's why it feels so scary all the time. Because you're just like, oh, I'm going to get the job or not get the job. But that's why we're so – anyway, oh, very deep. But I feel like sometimes yeah, I, I, need, can... I need to think about these things, you know, to give me <laughs> comfort that it's, it's okay to feel these things. Yeah, no, I could go on, like, huge rants about, like, social media. Oh, my God, my desk is moving. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I accidentally pushed one of the buttons on my desk and it was like I started going down. Um I could go on like huge rants about Instagram and how it's like good and bad, like, but that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I have to, like, I, I definitely could as well. I think it's such, like, I did my first business when Instagram didn't exist and it was just, it didn't feel as scary sometimes because I was just taking my wares up and down high streets, just like, sail and return, sail and return. Will you please, will you please stock my stuff? And it, but it felt like less threatening even though it was scary but Instagram you're basing it on because somebody just go oh no thank you so much but I'm not sure but then if you don't if you put something out there and it doesn't get the likes or it doesn't get the views then and then you're comparing somebody to that's got loads of views you're comparing them in against something that doesn't what what are you comparing it to and then you feel crap because your brain is compared to something that doesn't even exist blows my mind it's just basically yeah. <laughs> absolute mind fuck like the whole thing literally, yeah. <laughs> but it's got us where we are today so thank the lord <laughs> literally yeah like <laughs> we've got the good side of it at least a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 um oh thank you Dan. i do i'm just gonna say like i have been all over the place in this interview i feel like i've not done <laughs> justice and i can imagine some of my friends going like you really were a little bit nervous about that one weren't you like, <laughs> oh my god no way <laughs> no honestly i was because i was like you know I've, I've just got a lot of respect for you so thank you so uh, much for coming on i really really appreciate it um and yeah where can people find you 
um on instagram facebook tiktok or bland underscore design and my website bland hyphen design Basically, if you just Google Bland Design, I actually come up on Google, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Well, we'll do our fake goodbye now. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivi podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill. And music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vivi.